Very excited to tell you guys about the Now Hear This Podcast Festival in Anaheim, California, October 28th through 30th. It's a three-day festival of your favorite podcasts. So many of my favorites are in there. WTF with Mark Marin, Improv for Humans, Hollywood Handbook, a lot of shows that I've been on and that I really love. And perhaps my favorite podcast right now, Criminal, Phoebe Judge. I have such a crush on that podcast. They'll be there and so many more checking it out. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Go to nowhearthisfest.com to get tickets and info about the full lineup, hotels, all sorts of stuff. Use the offer code BEAUTIFUL when you buy tickets to save 25% on a three-day pass. Let them know I sent you. That's nowhearthisfest.com, offer code BEAUTIFUL. You need to tell your story to the world sometimes. We all know that. MailChimp can help for free. I am a MailChimp user. I have been for many years before they ever advertised on this show, so I can vouch for it. They've got gorgeous pre-designed email templates, or you can code your own and they make that very simple. I've done it myself. They show you how to send, when you should send, and why people open an email or click delete. They can also help you find your people, grow your business. Again, I use it. Good service. MailChimp can help you tell your story effectively and find people who care about it. More at MailChimp.com. Hey guys, before we even get into the call, I want to just uh, plug this show I'm doing. I'm really excited about it. www.careersuicideshow.com, my new one-man show, Off-Broadway, produced by Judd Apatow. Maybe you can come check it out. I'd love that. Hello, emotionally repressed British listeners. You're going to love this one. It's beautiful and ominous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no old bar. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Today's call follows a very, very classic format that I think the, uh, the listeners of Beautiful Anonymous know very well, which is the first 20 minutes or so chit-chatty. Borderline boring. I'm the first to admit that. Charming British lady just shooting the breeze. And then something comes up about her sister and it becomes really fascinating and an exploration of, of emotional repression and, and, and dealing with family. And it, uh, it really gets where it needs to go. So first 30 minutes, charming, fun. Second 30 minutes, more to it than that. Enjoy the call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host, Hello. Hi. Where are you from? Uh, London. London. You're the first international call, yeah. I believe. Maybe. Oh, no, we had, oh, that's great. We had an American caller call from France, but I think you're our first actual resident of a foreign nation to the U.S. Oh, yeah, I listened to the Paris one literally about 10 minutes ago. I finished it. Wow. Well, actually, I didn't even finish it. Well, wait till you Sorry. get to, there's such a twist ending. It's, it's Shyamalan-esque. Wait till you get, wait till you get to the end. No, there's oh, not. It's, it's really exciting. Yes. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm, uh, I've just been to a friend's house. I was, um, I was just got in my car and saw a tweet and thought, oh, I'll just give it a try. Cause I saved the number cause I tried the other day. So never thought I'd actually get through. Well, you've done it. You've nailed it. And now, uh. Wow. As our first ever UK caller, know that an entire empire's, <laughs> and you represent an entire empire. No pressure. Oh, that's great. Wow. That's, wow. 
Is it weird? I feel like it's going to be a good call just based on the fact that you are British. Is that odd? What's that say about me and my stereotypes? That, that is odd. My stereotypes as an yeah, American. Yeah, that is kind of odd. <laughs> I assume you're very smart and have things totally under control. That's... Sick. Absolutely. I've got my shit together. That's good. No, it's, it's all the same. I mean, from what I've heard from your show, everyone's got the same same shit going on, no matter where you're from. It's, it's very universal, these feelings of uh, <laughs> frustration and despair. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I actually just got back yeah? from the UK. I was in the UK for six weeks. Yeah, you were at the Fringe. I was at the Fringe. Well, first uh, first I wasn't in the UK. I'm not. First I was in Dublin, then I was in the UK. Yeah. And then I went back to Ireland on a, oh, cool. on a vacation or a holiday, as you call them. Because you're a... Just from listening to your show, you're, you're Irish Catholic, is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's me too. I am too. You are. You're Irish Catholic. Yeah. But you live in London. Does that is that ever you ever you ever uh, take any shit for that? No, not really. It's it's you know I'm only learning now about all of the shit that sort of went down. Um, like my my grandparents never really talked about that. They're still alive. They still don't talk about that. Yeah. Sort of stuff. They my grand my grandma ended up and evacuated to London which is which is why we're all we're all over here my dad so that's why I've got a, an English accent not an Irish accent yeah why was your grandma evacuated but again I I think it was all to do with all the the crazy you know shit that was going down like i said i'm only just learning about it now and it's it's shocking which is shocking that i'm only learning about it now as well it's quite embarrassing well it does seem like it's a shared because i know irish american the when i was in ireland i learned very quickly they don't americans who claim they're irish just because they have irish roots they don't love that what's going on behind you where are you right now Oh, I'm in Hammersmith. Um, I'm just walking around the block, and I've just gone past a, an off-license, and there's some people shouting at each other. Yeah, I could hear the, the shouting. Now. I heard the shouting. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like it's a shared thing. My my grandparents never talked about anything either. We don't really know why my grandfather left. And I just visited. I just yeah. visited his village. How weird is that? I just visited his village in Northern Ireland wow. for the first time ever. It was mind-blowing. It was really weird. Oh, shit. There's, there's some weird stuff that, you know, in your adult years when you're sort of coming of age that your parents start telling you. And you're like, how the holy hell am I only hearing about this now? Yeah. We like, keep how secrets. has this happened to you, the person that looks after me? Big time. And now I'm finding out. Us Catholics, we like keeping dark secrets, that's for sure. Yeah. And then just saying them like blasé at the dinner table, like, oh, you didn't know? Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, now you do. Yeah, I get my family's <laughs> like, like that, too. What? And, or when someone dies mm. and then you find out seven things about them that are completely unbelievable based on the person you knew. Well, when my great granddad died and he lived in, in Ireland, uh, he lived in his later years, he lived in Derry. Um, and I didn't even know, my dad didn't even tell me that he died. I just one day was like, oh, how's great granddad? He's like, oh yeah, he died. I was like, oh. <laughs> what? Wow. It's harsh. <laughs> Quite yeah, harsh. I was like, oh, okay. Like I, like I wasn't allowed to be upset about it because he wasn't. So it was just ego. Nobody, that information. Nobody went to the funeral or nothing. 
I didn't even get invited to the funeral. I mean, that was it. That was the end of the conversation. Wow. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? What else are we... But you must have stuff like that. Yeah, everybody's got stuff like that. I think everybody yeah. does, yeah. What else? What else are we talking about today? So I, I started a new. I started a new job today. Oh, how's that going? Uh, well, yeah. So I work in the film industry, which is I hate saying because people are like, "Whoa!" and you're like, "Ah, yeah." <laughs> but also, fuck, man, the hours are so long. Uh, people, people are shitty sometimes. So I just started on a new film. Wow! And what can do? You, are you so that's cool? Are you an actor, or are you behind the camera in some capacity? Uh, I'm. Uh, I work in the locations department, so finding the locations, uh, negotiating with them, facilitating the crew while they're there, and then making sure they don't fuck it up. Oh. The location, not the film. I've never met a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know if I know the location. I've done some acting, but I don't know the, the locations manager. Yeah. That's like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That We don't like to to go on set. We hate being stuck on set. I never even like considered that. <laughs> I never considered that. Like if, if somebody goes into a location and fucks it up, that someone has to, you have to go have a conversation about that afterwards. Yeah. Has oh, it, God, yeah. Has that happened? That's some pretty awful things. Yeah, there was a really bad one. Um, so there's a there's a big museum in London, the Victoria Albert Museum, and uh, there's a place called uh, I won't say what it's called actually. <laughs> I probably signed like a hundred NDAs, but it's a place that they kind of run that we were filming in, and um, we built a set. And the director on the day was like do you know what? I don't want this to be an opening door. I want this to be a sliding door. So can we just make that happen right now? And everyone's like, the fuck? The whole set? You can't just, okay. And he's like, you got to do it. Otherwise I'll get someone in that will do it. Uh-huh. So this guy's like cutting, cutting this stuff and the thing. And he, he ends up cutting into the floor of this <laughs> like old fucking building with these like it just looks like normal wood floor but that's like irreplaceable it's like a thousand years old flooring yeah so they were pretty <laughs> upset with that but i saw this guy that like manages the building the other day and he was like oh no it's fine on our tour we're like oh that's where so-and-so filmed <laughs> like, ah, <"Hey>, cool. <laughs> so you work on big movies we've added to the history yeah reasonably big ones they're not I can sh- tell you ones that have come out. Oh, that's interesting. Because yeah, nobody's nobody's uh, showing indie flicks on the tour. Nobody's like, yeah, this indie, this small oh. student film fucked up our floor. <laughs> what are some of the films you've worked on? Um, so one you might have heard of that came out recently was the Danish Girl. Okay. Okay. Did you hear about that? I, that I, was Eddie Redmayne playing uh-huh. a one of the first known cases of a fully operated transsexual mm-hmm. um, in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a painter. Some crazy shit went down. Now he's a lady. Wow. Academy Award winner. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. So you're the real deal. Also, well, well, that's well done the, on the plot the summary. I mean. Some shit went down. You really skipped through the middle. <laughs> 
I, mean, I don't know, man. Like, when you live in London, like, if films are coming to London, it's usually American money, to be honest with you. So it's you guys funding yeah. this lifestyle I have right here, which is me walking around currently. <laughs> so you're uh, on a gig. Much. <laughs> you, just, you said you just started a new gig today. Yeah, I did. I did. I've never worked with these people before it's a it's a sequel I'm working on today. A sequel. So, so a franchise. Yeah. It'll be my second sequel. It'll be my sequel sequel. The Dana <laughs> is it the Danish girl too? No. <laughs> Surprise! He wants to be a man again. <laughs> yeah. Some shit. Some more shit goes down in this. Wow, so you're like you're not you're not fucking around. You're you're uh you hustle, you work, you're you're uh you're not you're you're not small potatoes in your in your corner of the world. In my corner of the world well, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's nice of you to say because I I do try. And I am quite young as well, so How old are you? I'm only I'm twenty six. Twenty six and you're working on sequels and Academy Award winners. Yeah, but it's just the film industry in London is just mad. It's just boomed. So you don't like it? I do like it. Of course I like it. I'm just I guess I'm being a little bit humble like, "Oh yeah, but it's just, you know." <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like anyone else with the right motivation could have gone out there and done what I what oh, I've done. Oh, you're being humble. But- you're being humble. You're 26 and you're working on Academy Award winners. That's badass. You're working on films so good that when you carve up the floor of a historical site, they don't even get mad. <laughs> oh, they were mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so is it all work? It's is all it a ju- money thing with them. Ah, I get that. You throw more cash at it, the problems go away. That's what we do with our American money. Throw cash you around. Must have, you must have had that. Okay, you throw a little cash around, these problems, they go away. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> now, how, are you like, a, is it like a workaholic situation here? Do you just work around the clock? Yeah, when I'm working, I mean, it depends what the job is. Um, each job demands something else. You must, you must know you've been on film sets. You can tell when there's different vibes. Yeah. From like a an easygoing, laid back, everyone's chilled and goes for a drink afterwards to the ones where it's like, if you're still in the office at midnight, uh, that's okay. And everyone else's as well. <laughs> yeah. Does that affect your personal life? Oh yeah. What it really does. How, how so? Well, I mean, so it takes me and it has for the last six months. I'm working in the same studio. It takes me an hour to get there every day, maybe an hour and, and a half. And then when traffic's bad, like two hours on the way home. So that's already like, Oof. Three hours out of my day, and then there's, uh, and then you work like I don't know eight till eight, or if, uh, and then maybe a few hours extra if it's a busy day. So and you get home and it's just sleep, wake up, do it again. So you're like held hostage. But because it's freelance, like, and you're meant to take time off in between. Uh, they kind of don't mind. They're like, yeah, well, you're gonna have time off when you finish this job. That sucks. Mm. What? How does it? I imagine it's the same with acting, right? When you started out acting, did you have to do long days? Yeah, you do long days for sure, but you don't have to do all that pre-prep. You don't have to do all that breakdown, and you get a little pampered as an actor too. (laughs) Actors get a little pampered. Yeah, you do, don't you? 
Yeah, I mean... I'm so envious of some of the actor stuff, man. Yeah, the we, trailers. We got trailers, we you got know, craft services. You know, we're parking them up in the morning. Yeah, you guys <laughs> prop up those... Do you guys have the uh, Hadids? Is that is that the brand for trailers out there? Is that just a New York thing? Is that an American thing? Oh, that might just be a New York thing. I'm not sure what the brands yeah. are of the trailers. We get trailers. We've got different companies. Go take naps in there in uh-huh. between takes. You get the craft services. You get the... Oof. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Pampered. Easy oh, life. I'm allowed, I'm allowed to craft services. You are. They don't... Yeah, they don't stop me going there. Do they stop the crew going to craft in the U.S.? No, they don't stop it, but it's you got to remember for the crew, like for actors, like I might be in one take of a thing and then have six hours to kill while the other actors work, and the crew is just doing that whole stretch. My point is that acting yeah. is an easy life, and no one should ever complain about it. Anytime I hear an actor complain, okay, there's always a little bit of perspective that you need to keep in check. There's harder working people around you all the time. Oh. It's like electricians who are putting, who yeah. are, um, you know, there's like people who are going to get electrocuted if they mess up their jobs. You you yeah. just not pretending to be somebody yeah, else right So what's this? What's this mean for your life? Yeah. What's this mean for your life? You got this cool job. You're good at it. You've stumbled in some early success, mm. but it's it's uh, but you're kind of held hostage mm. by it. What are we thinking? What, how's this affecting the the romantic life, for example? Uh, I have a boyfriend. We live together in a in a two bedroom flat that we share with another couple because we live in London, and that's the only way you can <laughs> live in London. <laughs> okay, but it's cool. We're like really good friends. All of us. We all went to university or uh, together, so. Oh, that's cool. Um, we all did film, actually. All of us studied film. Oh, now, so it's a bunch of artists chasing it. Yeah. Is, yeah. Every, is everybody still yeah. in film? Yeah. Well, my boyfriend's the one that's struggling the most because he, he wants to be a writer. Uh-oh. So that's not, uh, yeah, that's not an easy thing to come up come across and then he sits here <laughs> writing gigs but and then he sees you 26 years old killing it academy awards yeah. it's getting his head it's getting his head yeah i guess i think he does feel sometimes and he's even said that he thinks he needs to like get his ass into gear and that he feels like he's behind but yeah. it's just it's a completely different craft isn't it like doing writing you're not gonna stumble into that, I don't think. Anyway. Yeah, you got to get real lucky, right? Mm. No, wait, I got to ask. I gotta... He's, uh, he's done some stand-up, too. Oh, he has. Sorry. Oh, I talk cool. about him a lot. <laughs> no, that's cool. That means you like the guy a lot. That's good. Yeah. I have to ask. You say you're working on a sequel, and you're London-based. Uh-huh. I just have to yeah. ask, just because I'm a nerd. This wouldn't, is this, this, yeah. this wouldn't happen to be the eighth, this wouldn't happen to be the eighth um, series in a series, would it? No, but that is going on. Are you, uh, are you talking about Star Wars? I was hoping you worked on Star Wars. I wanted to be a real nerd, but if I, uh, if you worked on Star worked, Wars no, and then you would have just gotten fired, as soon, if if it was, even if you work on Star yeah, Wars, you have exactly. to be lying about it because you'd be fired for even picking up the phone and making this call. Yeah, absolutely. You're so you're so right. You can't even call it if you work on it. You're not even allowed to call it Star Wars <laughs> as a code name. Do you know the code name? <laughs> What's the code name? Yeah, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah. You never know. That series is going to go on forever. Look at that. They'll be like, we think we picked up an anonymous phone call <laughs> with you talking, and it sounds like you, 
and we've scanned your voice and yeah you're, you're exiled from london i'm afraid you're like, exiled oh, from london do you <laughs> is everybody working on star wars do you got a ton of friends working on star wars uh yeah actually i know oh, a few people working on I it and that. that have worked on the previous one ah oh, sounds so cool must be cool yeah yeah yeah, I, I think, uh, I'm, I mean, you're probably going to hate me now. I'm not like a massive Star Wars fan. I don't I hate... like them, but I don't like know them. Well, that's the thing. You're 26. There's a difference there. You didn't grow up with it like I did. I noticed that when I used yeah, to, I, I, w- I was in the touring company, the Upright Citizens Brigade for a long time. And my friend Bobby Moynihan, um, I remember because he and I were both nerds. And I remember him telling me, you could feel it like it used to be a time that if you were ever in a bad show, you just did a Star Wars scene and everybody would flip out and then it, it stopped working. He was like, oh, they're officially too young. They don't give a shit about Star Wars anymore. Not like we did. <laughs> I mean, I, the, I remember when I was in primary school, um, the, the only thing I liked about Star Wars was the Jar Jar Binks toy that had the sticky tongue that I could just fuck around with that was like my idea of how great star wars was you are the only person to say a positive (laughs) thing about jar jar binks a universally reviled character that many point to as the death of the franchise that's your only positive memory so jar jar (laughs) toy yeah (laughs) i've heard that before when i said that i'm like yeah jar jar binks he's like what yeah what yeah i get it yeah Mm. So what's the vibe like in London right now? You're representing representing London to our uh, to our listeners here. What's the? Oh, what do it's I need bad. to know? Why? How is it bad? Brexit? Yeah, fucked. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. You can say all the curses. You can say fuck, shit, shithead, dickhead. Yeah? Say whatever you want. Yeah. Go ahead. Pause this. Nice normal conversation although it gets weird coming up we find out someone might be listening in all my conspiracy theorist listeners are gonna love it's coming up but for now let's not worry about that let's worry about our fine sponsors and the products and services they have to offer It's about that time of year again, mindless gift-giving season. It's that awkward dance where you pass around those generic presents you bought at the big box mega stores because you didn't know where else to go. But this year, it doesn't have to be that way. This year, buy the gift that makes your friends and family say, where did you find this? And that's why I'm excited to tell you about the Gromit, an online shop where you'll discover innovative products and gifts from small businesses. I'm telling you, the Gromit team has gone to the trouble of finding the coolest, most unique quality gifts from the, all around the country. It's not generic big box store stuff. It's actual gift items with thought behind them. My favorite, you go check out the problem solver section and there's all sorts of stuff in there. And if you find something, you go, oh, that's actually something I need or someone I love needs in their lives. Very cool thing. Go to thegromit.com, the coolest, most unique items, all sorts of categories. And every single weekday, they introduce something new. This holiday season, give your gifts some thought. Visit thegromit.com slash beautiful today. You receive $10 off your first $50 purchase. That's right. Just type in thegromit.com slash beautiful. Receive $10 off your first $50 purchase. That's thegromit.com slash beautiful. Imagine a world, a perfect world, where the post office worked on your terms, where they were open 24-7. No more limited hours where you got to sprint down there right before they close. Imagine you could get your mailing and shipping done on your schedule. Well, now you can. 
when you use Stamps.com. Print postage whenever you need it, right from your desk. Stamps.com saves you the time and hassle of going to the post office. No more rushing there during your business day. Use your computer, your printer. You get official U.S. postage for any letter or package, and then the mailman just picks it up. You'll save money with Stamps.com as well. Get exact postage the instant you need it. No more overpaying, and you even get special postage discounts you can't get at the post office. I use stamps.com. I, you know what? My wife, my wife is a punk rocker. She's got a couple bands. Her new band's album's coming out. I know this means she's going to be schlepping down to the post office all the time. No, 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 she's not because stamps.com makes life easier. Right now, sign up for stamps.com. Use my promo code BEAUTIFUL for this special offer. You get a four-week trial plus a $110 bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. Do not wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in beautiful. That's stamps.com. Enter beautiful. Let's go ahead. Let's get back into the call with our British listener. You may have noticed that I haven't tried to emulate her accent because I'm not good at accents. I'm horrible at accents. Let's, let, let's leave the accent to her. Let's get back to the real one. Shithead, dickhead, yeah? say whatever you want. Yeah, you can say them all right now. Okay. You want to try them? Say some. Um, fuck. <laughs> good, good start. Dick, dickhead. It's weird speaking to an American um, and not slightly picking up your accent. By the way, so I apologize if I do that. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. I was in when I was in the UK. I was. In, I, there's a word that probably the worst curse word here is just the thing you guys say to mean like. A good, a good guy, good chap, and it's our worst curse oh, word. Like what? It's the c word. It starts if with we're doing a c. Curse words. Oh yeah, my boss on my first day of work today said that to me twice, and I was like, okay. And for anybody That's... listening, brace your ears. This is a very jarring word for the American audience. In 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 the UK, they just throw the word cunt around like it's nothing. Like yeah. how we say the word awesome. It, but it's not even like a yeah. – that's like an extraordinarily misogynistic thing to say there, here. And there it's just like, oh, he's a good dude. He's a good cunt. Like that's just a part of the thing. My my mom um, posts like those weird memes that like old people post that's like just because you called me a C word doesn't mean I am a – you know, those sort of weird things. <laughs> that's my mom. I'm like, oh, great. Your mom's posting <laughs> things on Facebook with the C word in them. Wow. I hope yeah. that's part of the code name for Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, well, I'll never tell. The cunt, you the can cunt probably awakens. look it up. It's probably on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I think I actually know it. I, I've had some friends audition for it, but I, like you, I am also oh, scared. I am also, as someone in the entertainment <laughs> industry, I am also terrified of messing with that franchise. Well, if one day you and I somehow end up meeting on a Star Wars set and we're like, we know. Oh, then... We know. Here's what the case would be with that is if I ever got cast in any way in a Star Wars film, uh, I'd drop dead yeah. of happiness. I wouldn't even make it to the set because everything I ever wanted as a child oh, would have okay. come through. Because I've already been in a, a, oh. a pro, I've already done a pro wrestling episode of my TV show, and I, I filmed a part in Iron Man. I almost got one of the comic book movies, but no luck. Wow. They cut it. It got cut. What can you do? So Star Wars, that would be the next one. But you never know. Like you know, I'm I'm surprised that um, some of the people that are in it are in it. Well, hey, yeah. When you get in there, like, you tell them bring your old boy Gethard across the pond. I will. I will. I'll go straight up to that casting director and I'll say, "You sit 
sit down, listen to me. You, you listen to me, the location so, scout. I'm going to yeah, okay. start making casting decisions just overstep my bounds yeah. immediately. And also, I did manage I mean, to secure all... us a, a wooden room with tall windows. Yeah, I managed to get us a 1920s New York in West England. Well done. And, uh, so, round of applause, please. Well done. So what's going on? What else? What else? You said people, you said your things are bad there. People freaked out. Mm, yeah. People are, uh, there's just so much. Like as much as Brexit was terrible, people are now focused actually on your politics and the whole Trump Hillary thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, People are like, can it now that Brexit happened? They're like, fuck. What if Trump becomes president? Then the whole world is just down the drain. Yeah, I mean, I think Brexit woke us up a little bit. I did notice when I was over there. Yeah. Everybody wanted to talk to me about old Donald Trump. Everybody wants to talk about Trump. Well, I think it's just you know people trying to put sense from experience, like yeah, because London, because because London, obviously, if you're looking at. England and uh, the UK in regions like London did not vote for Brexit. Like the a huge majority of people did not vote for Brexit in London. So, um, and because a lot of people that work in the city have family that live outside of London, who you know maybe they did vote Brexit. There's, it's sort of torn some families apart. Like people don't talk or they argue, and it's, uh, it's really bad. And a lot of it was like xenophobic, right? It was playing on people's fears about immigration and refugees and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that was a big part of it. Um, not so much like uh, fear of them, more the amount of money. They were saying that they were spending something like 350 million, billion, gazillion, I don't know, pounds on um refugees and spending that sorry on europe like as a payment to europe every year an annual fee and they said well if we leave europe we can just put that money into our nhs which is i mean you've been to the uk you know how much people love their nhs <laughs> so people are like of course let's vote let's vote i want that money in our nhs and then literally the day the day the vote came out the guy that who, who was like heading this campaign was like oh yeah no we're not we're not going to, obviously we're not going to put that into the NHS. Like I never said that. So people were like, what? All right. And it's going to be it. Yeah. Scotland, Scotland might break off if you guys actually leave. Right. Yeah. I mean that it would, it would give them reason to call for another referendum. But Now, do you identify as uh, English or Irish? How do you, how do you identify? Um, uh, British, um, I, English. So if there's like a form that's like, are you white or white Irish? I would take white. Wait, they separate those? Yeah. They separate white and Irish over there? Yeah, because, because of like, um, because the Irish don't want to be considered like the same. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, but you can you can go. Really know. You, if you have Irish parents, you can get a uh, you can get an Irish passport. You can still travel around the EU, right? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm kind of lucky, nice. but it's so weird because like 
people in my family who voted Brexit against my, you know, all my efforts. Your family, the they all voted Brexit. Out, they were like, okay. Yeah, some people in my family voted Brexit. My grandparents voted Brexit. Wow. Did you talk with uh, them about it? Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. I just heard a, is there a problem? And I was like, what? You, you um, heard someone say the words, is there a problem? Yeah. Whoa, you have a ghost in your phone. No well, one, right, John? Got, no one here said that. an American accent. <laughs> it, said, it said an American accent. So you start, hold on, because this is a good thing for conspiracy nuts. You and I start talking politics. You're getting into some anti-Brexit stuff. Trump starts coming up, and you hear an American-accented voice say the words, is there a problem, into oh, your phone. It's Star Wars. They're on to us. It's the CIA. <laughs> it's the NSA. They're listening. Everything's listening all the time. The, the evil empire is here. Emperor Palpatine. You don't know yeah. who that is. Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> did you really hear someone oh, say, is God. there a problem? I did. Yeah. Wow. Is there a problem? Yeah. And I, that's why I pulled. Wow. Weird. Wires crossed. You know, it's a long, it's a big, long way to go. Wires probably got crossed, right? There's not really a conspiracy, is there? Right? Who knows? Who's to say? Who knows? I don't know. So what else are you telling me about? Uh, what else do you need to tell me about my English friend? I feel like we're uh, we're about halfway through. We're about halfway through this, and I feel like you have more to say. Yeah, I guess I do. Let's hear it. No time like <laughs> I've, the present. I've had like so many thoughts. Like when I'm listening to this, like oh yeah, that's a good thing to talk about. Or what about this? But then you know, it's kind of nice just to let the conversation flow. But if you want to ask any questions, please do. Do I want to ask any questions? Because I will tell you this: we have been chit chatting. We've been letting the conversation flow, and I think the I think your mm -hmm. I think your accent. I generally do find um, UK accents so uh, so pleasing that I'm happy with the chit chat. A lot of people call up. Oh, nice. A lot of people call up and they want to come out of the gate and be like, "Oh my, uh, my stepdad used to hit me with a surfboard," and you're like, "No, let's uh, let's chill. Let's do it. Let's do it." Hit me with a what? Sir, I just went with surfboard. I don't know why I said it. I just picked a random thing. <laughs> what would thing. you have done if I was like, oh, well, actually, the next thing I wanted to talk about was how um, <laughs> my stepdad used to hit me with a surfboard. I would love that. If I somehow guessed it, I would love that it. So you're saying I can ask true. you any questions. Okay, you're saying I can ask you questions. Yeah. Let's see. What's a good question to ask somebody? To disarm them and get them talking. Hmm. What's a good <laughs> question? Uh, what's the uh, what's the angry what's the angriest you've been recently? Ah, uh, what's the angriest I've been? Um, I was pretty angry at my sister. Here's a here's a big one. My uh, my sister has stolen. Ten thousand pounds from my dad. What? That's a curveball. Ten thousand pounds stolen. Right, we, let's pause it right there. You know what you could buy with ten thousand pounds? 
The new comedy series Insecure, created by and starring Issa Rae, debuts October 9th exclusively on HBO. Modern-day black women are usually portrayed as strong, confident, and flawless, but Issa and Molly are definitely not killing it. They're, they're best friends, and they've got to deal with their own real-life flaws as they attempt to navigate different worlds and cope with an endless series of uncomfortable everyday experiences. Guys, watch the trailer for this show. It looks incredible. It really does. That's just me saying this. I'm, this is not ad copy. It looks so funny. It's creative and executive produced by Issa Rae. It launches its eight-episode season Sunday, October 9th, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Insecure, exclusively on HBO. Rae stars as Issa, and Ivana Oshie stars as Molly on the show, which explores the black female experience in a very uncliched way, in a very authentic way, okay? And Issa's a, a total, total badass. She wrote the New York Times bestseller, The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. Her web content kills it. More than 25 million views, 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. She's made the Forbes 30 under 30 list twice. She won the 2012 Shorty Award for Best Web Show. She's worked on content with Pharrell Williams, Tracy Edmonds, so many more. And I... I, I tell you, I am, I am am giddy with anticipation for this show. It looks like it looks like a, a a comedy that's presenting voices that are underrepresented in a way that is so cool. And most importantly, this show looks funny. I laughed out loud at the trailer. How often do you do that? This is this show is going to be good, and I hope we all support it. Tune in Sunday, October 9th, ten thirty p.m. Eastern for the series premiere of Insecure exclusively on HBO. We got a sister. Living on the wild side, stealing money. I want, I want to hear more about that. I bet you do too. Back to the call. My sister has stolen 10,000 pounds from my dad. What? Mm. I asked the right question. Yeah. Yeah. Your sister stole 10,000 pounds from your dad. I don't know what that is in dollars. We'll Probably get the conversion like, rate. We'll look up the conversion rate over here at the headquarters. If, if you... If Over you could, I'd like to be accurate for everyone. <laughs> $13,335.50 as per the date of recording. Yeah. Over th- your your, your wow. sister has stolen over $13,000 from your dad? Yeah. Why'd she do that? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, she's She's my younger sister, and she's been hanging out with the wrong crowd for a long time. People that are into drugs and um, just being ever-living teenagers, even though they're in their early 20s. But it's kind of, you know, she's she's crashed her car like three or four times from being drunk driving. Um, She's had like a drug raid on her flat, (laughs) her apartment. Whoa. Yeah. Your sister's like uh, a. This is all within the last two years. She's living on the fringe. Mm. And uh, so she 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 lost her job. She used to work at an airport because obviously she's getting in trouble with the police. She lost her job. So my dad employed her. She worked for him for about a year, and then uh, I think she was doing a, a shitty job. So he, he like couldn't take it anymore. So she. she she used the company account to steal ten thousand pounds, and this is like three weeks ago, and still nothing, nothing's happened. Have you talked to her since? Mm, I saw her on the weekend. And did you say for the first time? Why, did you say why did you steal ten thousand pounds from our dad? No, you didn't bring it it's up. Weird. <laughs> no, I was with my mum. My mum and my dad are separated, 
um, and I was just going to see my mum. I wasn't going to see my sister, and we just sort of ran into her. And it was just, uh, you know, you know what British people are like. We don't talk about that sort of stuff. It was, it was kind of like she wasn't ready to bring it up, and even though I was angry, I don't know why she did it. So she should, if she wants to talk to me, does that make sense? So wait, so what are you doing? You're just like, you're just not, you're just, so then what are you talking about? I don't know. I bought her dinner, which is weird because she has 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> so you buy her dinner, a fancy meal? What are we talking here? Oh, no, we were in a, a, a pub. A pub? So, pub so. meal? Classic. I can see it. Yeah. I can see the setting in my mind. So you just, you're, and you just all yeah. chit chat. And then how does she run yeah. up the drink tab? Are you just are you loading her? Is she ordering too many drinks? Yeah. No, no. We had we just had a few drinks, and then I had to I had to go. This was like afternoon on the weekend, so it was like a a lunch more than a dinner, <laughs> I guess. Um, although it was like four o'clock, I think. And there's no but party. She, she did stay. Oh, go for it. Um, because I said to her because. I uh, I did the Camp America scheme in 2012. Do you know what that is? The what? The Camp America. So I w- I was a, an international camp counselor. Oh, I know because they bring. Yeah. Yeah, I know that yeah. a lot of camps have international staff. Yeah. So I I did that in 2012. I think it was. And that's the way you and come over. You get her, paid. Like, oh. You get paid, and then you can like travel mm-hmm. around the country a little bit afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So so I did that, and it was a really fun experience for a young person to do. And I was like, why don't you do something like that? You know, get try and get your life in order and just do some things while you're young and just get out of your weird little uh, gangster bubble that you're in. And she said to me, <laughs> oh, I can't leave the country. Can I? I was like, oh, okay. Because of the drug raid? Cause, no, because there's a warrant out for her arrest. My dad... My dad reported her to the police. So she's on the land. not stayed in the family. So your dad reported her yeah. to the police. She hasn't been arrested yet. You ran into her and just got lunch with her? I know. I'm as shocked as you are. This is like a stere- This is a like bit- a caricature of British uh, suppression, of just emotional, yeah. emotional <laughs> repression. Yeah, and it is. It really is. And there's no part of you that at the end of that wants to be like, hey, well, how about you pick up the tab? You have... Uh, $10,000 of our family money. 10,000 pounds of our family well, money. I don't think she does have the money. Yeah. I don't think she does have it anymore. I don't know where that is. Oh, it turned into drugs, you I think? I think there was a guy that she was, yeah, that she was hooking up with or something that may have spent it. I don't know. Whoa. This got dark. This took a dark mm. turn. This went from being a lovely chit-chat with a British lady about the film industry and life in general to all of a sudden... <laughs> Got dark. How do you think this ends? Your dad. So your dad like wants your sister in prison. To be honest, I think everyone's thinking she needs some sort of repercussions for what she does because she's been getting away with things constantly for years. Like I said, she she drunk crashed her cars, like three cars, and just like I think she left one of them. And, 
let's hope that the, uh, the that secret service aren't listening in on this call because I'm not trying to get my sister put in prison for anything. Even though maybe that is what's best. Maybe if someone keeps breaking the law, that's where they should go. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? What would you say? What like what are the th- what are the things you're not saying to your sister due to the nature of your relationship that you wish you were just saying if all those barriers weren't there? I guess just like please get your act together. Like how is it that you and I would she's 2 years younger than me. So like really close in age, grew up together, really similar upbringing. Where where did your path go that way and mine go this way? You know, yeah. I'm just like let, I've tried helping her. I've I've gotten her a few jobs here and there, like helping out on the film set, which she loved, obviously. Oh wow! And then I I took her to a rap part. Yeah, and I took her to a rap party, and I said, you know, I'm going to take you, but I just want you to promise me you'll stop hanging out with this one particular guy because he's bad news. And that night she, she went and hung out with him. So I was like, well, what can I do? So she gets involved with the wrong dudes and then the dudes are involved in mm. drugs and then it turns into a whole spiral for your sister, huh? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I don't know what she's going through. She, she I don't like, I don't know what she's going through. It could be really, cause she's the same as me. She's kind of like just, uh, you know, the bad shit will happen and then make jest of it as soon as you can. Yeah, well, that's the Irish so way, you can right? get over it. That's the Irish way. Hmm? I feel like that's a very mm-hmm. Irish trait. <laughs> so you, do you... It's, I don't know what other way there is. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have to, but I guess another option is, like, you know, actually try to deal with things in an honest way that might have some sort of lasting effect. There's that too, but to each their own. Yeah. To each their own. <laughs> And you put it like that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not just me though. You know, I could do it, and I we've all tried to say to her like, oh, when it she went missing for a little while after Whoa. the ten thousand pounds was stolen, but she was obviously just like not making contact with anyone. And I, you know, I sent her like a nice message saying, look, I'm really worried about you. You can call me whenever you want, and that was like, I think. You know, and there's, there's been times where I've been really upset. There was actually one time when uh, I was, I got dumped. <laughs> and I think I was really drunk and I drunk dialed my sister and just cried down the phone to her. And that's like the most honest we've ever been with each other, probably. Wow. So are you in touch now at all outside so of just random running, randomly running into each other? That's about it. On family event other than with my dad. Wow. Now, apparently. Wow. So is this like, is your relationship, mm. is your sister kind of like the, uh, she, so she's clearly the black sheep of the family, but is this like a thing that, have you had to cut her out or else it'll kind of drag you down? Um, I don't, I think so. I think I've always sort of, because I've got two other sisters, two, two older sisters as well. So there's four of us. And the um, the eldest one I relate to the most, uh, her and I, we consider ourselves to be the normal ones. And then um, the sister immediately older than me, she's had some drug problems as well. And then my younger sister sort of like um, always 
admired her. So I, I think that might be where that's come from. Wow, that's, that's really intense that you would have an even split mm. like that. Did you ever did you ever go down that road in any way? Did you ever like flirt with that lifestyle or was it just not not a no appeal? Uh, I have and rec- recreationally like it would like it would only be like oh if you're going to like a big festival or a, a big party or something like very rarely. Uh and it's something that I still now think, you know, each to their own. I'm not going to say no in the moment, but it's mm-hmm. not I've never had like an addiction or anything. Right. And two of your sisters have. Well, yeah, but they don't call it an addiction. You know, they, they, they see it as recreational, but we, we don't, we're like, no, you have a problem. Really. Is it it awkward for me to ask what kind of drugs they've gotten into? Cocaine. So they party. Uh, yeah. I think it's mainly cocaine and speed. Speed sounds like we're in the nineties here, but that's what. Well, the nineties it would be yeah. more ex- ecstasy as well, right? Wasn't it? Wasn't it, ecstasy? Yeah. Wasn't ecstasy like the biggest yeah. thing in Britain for for most of the nineties? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I still know people that take pills, and I'm like, oh my god, that shit's scary. Yeah, that ecstasy. It's uh, got myself in some trouble with that one. It's a hell of a hell of a drug. Mm, really. One time, well, I, f- I fell off the wagon. I did a bunch of ecstasy at a music festival, and it ruined it ruined the whole summer of my life. It was, it was bad. Uh, what can you do? It was it was really fun for the first ninety minutes or so, and then the next four <laughs> months, the next four months were complete fucking chaos. Nothing but. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. So you've got, you've got, it's like, it's like Shakespearean. You've got like the two sisters who have their heads on their shoulders and then the two, the two, uh, the two who are, are headed down the dark path. It's weird. And they, and like, this is obviously completely coincidental, but they both have darker hair and me and my older sister have blonde hair. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't so it? So you look more wholesome and they look more evil. No offense to my dark haired <laughs> listeners. But in the traditional, like, Disney-esque <laughs> no. way, they would have been drawn. Yeah. Wow. Maybe we can blame Disney for the, you know. Like, they felt like, they uh, felt like since they had dark hair, prophecy. they had to be evil. They almost had to be evil because of mm. their dark hair. Wow. Mm-hmm. And how far apart in age are all you sisters? Um. So my younger sister, she's two years younger than me. So 24, yeah, 24. My, uh, the one older than me, I, I, I really can't remember. She's like 10 years older than me, my eldest sister. So she's 36. And then the one in between, I always forget how old she is. What's going on um, in your family that you don't even know your siblings' ages? What's going no, on? I don't. What is going on? Let's get, yeah. hey, let's you and me do a thing. We and just decide we're going to push mm. past the the British game face that will not reveal so much. Tell me what's really going on here. There's something going on that you're not telling me. I know it. I don't know if there is. It's just a really um, separated family. Like my 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 two older sisters are actually my half sisters, so they came from a previous marriage, uh-huh. uh, which is why they're so much older. Um, Do you share a mother or father? I grew up with them, so I just consider them. 
a mother. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so, and then my parents split up when I was like 11. Uh-huh. So it was just my mum and four girls. And my mum wasn't, you know, she wasn't that into that. She was like, I didn't sign up for having four daughters who are, you know, teenagers and young kids all at the same time. Yeah. And she, I think she left a lot of the responsibility to raising us to my older sisters in a way. Okay. And I think the the middle one resents her for that and the older one doesn't <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we don't even get together for Christmas or things like really? that. Really? So family's just not really a factor for you? Yeah, it's not really. It's just you and your boyfriend and this other random couple that you share a tiny London flat with. Yeah, I love my boyfriend's family, though. They're great. How I long? love my family, too. That made it sound like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> in, all their, in all their wild, crazy, fucking crazy ways, they're still hilarious and yeah. fun. So how do you think how do you think this ends with your younger sister? What do you think what do you think is going to happen here? Um I think one day she's going to be like pulled over in a car and they'll see they have a warrant for her arrest and she'll go to prison. Wow. And I and I think she knows that and me and my mom are trying to get her to go and turn herself in. So you have a sister who's um, and explain everything and why she's legit on huh? the lam. Your sister is legit hiding from the law currently. She's not even hiding. Like they're not looking for her. They just have a war. Like I, they, I don't know. It's, it's opened my eyes to actually the priorities of at least the police in this country. That uh, they're more concerned with, you know potential terrorist attacks at this point and putting their efforts into Project Fear or whatever you want to call it, that they don't really care about these sort of, even though it's a large petty crime in their eyes, I think it is just a petty crime between family members. Yeah. They don't give a shit. <laughs> you almost said you almost said fuck and then you thought better of it. You downgraded to shit. I could hear it. I've said that too many times. It's I'm fair. taking advantage of the, the free curse word rule. It is my mother's main criticism <laughs> of this podcast is that I say the F word too much. That is my mother's main beef with Beautiful Anonymous. Okay. And do you think I'm really sorry. No. Yes. If you want to apologize to my mom, Sally Gethard, please. Now's the, now's the time to do it. Um, Sally in- Gethard, I apologize <laughs> for letting down the Irish Catholic community from across the pond, and I that. will try not to say it again. And do you think if your sister, uh, you think if she goes to prison, she'll turn things around or no? Is it just too hard to say? I don't. It's too hard to say, isn't it? I, I mean, uh, yeah and no. I think, you know, you don't know who you're going to meet in prison. It could be worse environment than out here it probably will be you know the people she's hanging around with now are petty criminals and she'd be put in with you know all sorts wow um it's not going to be like orange is the new black i guess that's much as we'd all hope it would be like that it's it's not like that in there is it (laughs) and that's not always the happiest show in its own right no no not at all yeah i i tell you I asked you what made you angriest recently, and it was an explosion of family drama and and strife. And I hope you're—it sounds like you're dealing with it okay, but I can't tell if that's just the ice cold. 
um, the ice the ice cold put up a mask side of your your personality here. I think it is. Um, <laughs> I, when I when I first heard, because the, the way I found out was I just I had a missed call from my dad on late late on the weekend a few weeks ago. And, oh, this is going to sound awful, but I was thinking, okay, why is my dad calling me this late? One of my grandparents has died. Mm-hmm. And I ignored the call because I just didn't want to deal with that right there and then. That's really bad, isn't it? I mean, everybody deals um, with things in their own way. I just I just thought I didn't have the sort of strength in me right then to take that call and deal with that. It wasn't, fortunately. They're both healthy and well. But I rang, I rang him back and he said, well, do you know what's happened with your sister? And he told me and I just burst into tears because I was like, this is the final straw, really. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was my father and my sister's relationship over, you know. So it's, that's, that's the saddest part for me, really, that they, I'll never have the same relationship again. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you, you apologize to my mom. So I, I will, uh, on my end say, mm-hmm. I, I hope, I hope, uh, your, I hope your dad is able to forgive someday and that your sister turns it around. Mm. Mm. I hope he does. You say, you say he more with a, mm, than most people say with a paragraph. Really? You've dropped a couple mms in there that, uh. They're quite revealing, quite revealing throughout this this hour. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, wait, so I asked uh, you. I don't know. You... No, go for it. What? Well, I was just saying it's, it's, you know, I don't have these conversations with my closest family members or my friends. So it's, it's a very uh, unnatural setting. Mm. And, you know, I, there's probably more I could say as well, but. We yeah. got we got ten minutes. I don't know. Let's turn it around. Make this a happy okay. train. Fair. I asked you what's made you angriest <laughs> recently. What's made you happiest recently? Happiest. Um, oh, this this involves you. I finished watching all of Broad City. Oh. And it was fucking great. Sorry, I said it again. Said it Sorry, again. Sally. Sorry, Big Sal. Sorry. Well, I'm glad Thanks you now. like it. I'm very lucky. Forgive me. <laughs> I'm lucky to be a part of Broad City from time to time. Yeah. That's good. That show was awesome. What about on a personal level? Outside of the hijinks of Abby and Alana as they navigate their way as two young women through New York City, what has made you happy? Uh, what's made me happy? Because that, um, that bums me out a little bit that I'm like, what makes you angry? And you're like, well, here's 30 minutes mm-hmm. of me talking about family drama. What makes you happy? Broad City, but I guess that's what entertainment is for. But what about? Are there any real life? Are there any real life happinesses that I can hear about? Um. So, I can tell you something I'm looking forward to. Uh huh. I love that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, and this is a very British thing. Um, bonfire night. Never heard. You of know that. about that? It's bonfire night. It's there's a. Yeah, it's the 5th of November. It's quite a long time away, but I'm still really excited. Um, it's the night where we celebrate Guy Fawkes, um, his failure to blow up Parliament, like, centuries, 
ago. I don't know if it was centuries ago. Yeah. A long last time ago. So we celebrate a failed terrorist attack on the 5th of November. And the way you remember that is you say, remember, remember the 5th of November. So you'll okay. never forget that again now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's the view for Vendetta we got, guy, we right? We did do loads of... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what? These light bonfires? So I'm going to go... Yeah, you 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 burn an effigy of him. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing you're the yeah. thing you're most looking you forward to is burning an effigy of a man in a fire. That's what's going to make you happy. Yeah, this is uh, this is old school England here. <laughs> 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 we still celebrate that stuff. We still burn people in the town square, even if it's a fake version of them. Wow, and like, and everybody comes out, and kids come out, and everybody has a couple of drinks, and you throw down and cheer when they burn the thing. Wasn't well, yeah, it's a big firework event. Um, huh. Massive fireworks. All the kids have sparklers and candy apples because it's close to Halloween, so they kind of like intertwine in yeah. a way. Okay, okay. Mm. Now, why does it make you so? Happy? In, my, in my personal life, I don't, you know, I don't really know. I've been sort of coasting through working a lot and. I went to Germany the other day. It was beautiful. You went to Germany the other day? I forget. In Europe, you can just do that. Yeah. Right? You can just go to some other country and hang out yeah, for a I know. day. That's Not for long, though, Chris. Don't forget. No, you'll be trapped. <laughs> you'll be trapped. Soon you'll be trapped in England with the uh, the yeah. walls closing in. With you and uh, With a load to... of pink-faced white men in suits telling me <laughs> how wrong I am. Well, when you put it like that, it sounds like a real lovely place. It is. We're okay. We, <laughs> we, you know, we we have a drink, and that's how we get through life. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The whole of the UK. <laughs> now, you identify as English, even though you're of Irish, uh, yeah. Irish background. How do you feel about the mm-hmm. fact, because when I was in Edinburgh at the Fringe Festival, there comedians yeah. and, and actors and artists from all over the English-speaking world, it seems like most people regard the English with some sort of wariness or maybe disdain. And some of it seems to relate to this emotionally closed-off nature. Agree? Disagree? Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, Scott, I don't know, there's, a, there's a lot of disdain for English people in Scotland, Um but then again, if you go to those sort of cities and the more urban areas where it's a bit more multicultural, that sort of isn't as prevalent. Um, and I don't know, like I personally have no problem with English, Scottish, Irish, Welsh. Let's not forget the Welsh. They're yeah, a lot of people. Underrepresented. A lot of people got problems with the Welsh. <laughs> a lot of people really worked up about the Welsh. These Welsh, these goddamn Welsh need to chill out. Yeah, I'm they need joking. to calm down with their own crazy accent. No, I know, I know you're joking. I get sarcasm, don't worry. That's good. No, because I just maybe there is stuff going on with the Welsh, but in America we never hear about the Welsh or the Cornish. Is that a thing? The Cornish? Yeah, you wouldn't. Why would you? The Cornish? Is that yeah, a thing? but they're, they're English. They just don't want to be. Oh, is that a thing? Okay. Cool. Yeah, they they want to be like their own uh, their own you know territory. Yeah. These but Welsh, these Welshmen need to <laughs> chill out. I'm glad we find. I'm glad here funny. on Beautiful Anonymous we finally stuck it to the Welsh. I've been waiting for months to go after the Welsh. Yeah. Fuck the Welsh. Oh. <laughs>
Sorry. <laughs> Sally, forgive me. Oh, she turned this one off. She turned this one off as soon as I said the word cunt. She she clicked pause. Oh, shit. You just said it again. She clicked pause and walked away at that point. Believe me, Miss Sally Gethard hasn't heard any of these apologies. Oh, my, my. Do you think she's going to phone you the second she hears that and be like, I don't, does she have an Irish accent or is she American? No, she has like a New Jersey accent. So she'll call me. She won't call me and say anything. It'll be in the course of some other conversation. She'll, it'll just be at the end of some other conversation. She'll go, you know, Christopher, I listen to your oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Christopher, I listen to your podcast and I don't know why you have to use language like that. That'll just be at the tail end of a thing. And then I'll feel, <laughs> and then I'll feel guilty all day. That's how that one will go. <laughs> Oh, I don't feel guilty. That's don't feel bad. Well, I'm raised by an Irish Catholic it, you know, mother. It's all guilt all the time. Ah, uh, but you know, <laughs> just you know, there's a phrase that my boyfriend's dad says that we we parody a lot, which is just ah, get on. Ah, get on. I like that. I like that. He's he's West Country, so he has a farmer's accent, so it's a lot funnier when he says it. Huh. Arr, get on. Oh, almost like a pirate. <laughs> sound almost like a pirate there. Oh, well, I'm not very good at that accent. <laughs> That's okay. That means like we would say like get over but, it. Huh? That's like how we would say get over it, right? Is that the Yeah. Get on means? Yeah, so, get over it. So we got three minutes left. You can say whatever you want. You can let down these emotional walls. You can stop being you can stop having these English walls around you for a second. You can just vent anything you want. That's that's not that I'm content wow. <laughs> with my my British walls. Wow. Because I don't. I do with my friends. We do talk about deep stuff. Um, you know, I have talked about my sister with my my boyfriend and my mom and all of that. But it's just it's just when you're face to face with the conflict of that emotion. Yeah. So you're kind of reading the other person's wishes in a way that they don't want to talk about it. And I, I've come to a point where if something's upsetting me and I've shut it away for a while, there's been times where I'm like, actually, no, I need to get this out now. And, and I'm hoping she'll come to that I hope point so as too. well. I hope so, too. You just want to see mm. people be happy. It's a shame that it's a mm. drag on you. Those mmms. You say those mmms. No. Mmm. <laughs> I mean, this story about your sister, this story about your sister was so, took so many, it had so many layers to it, so much depth that we still have not, we never even mentioned again that at some point, apparently an American accented voice came on your phone and spoke to you while I was speaking to you. Yeah. We forgot about the fact that the NSA and whatever their British version is, were tormenting you at some point. Do you want me to do uh, an impression of what, what they said in an American accent? Yeah, please. We got a problem? Wow. I, I found that more hilarious than you did. <laughs> no, I'm, believe me, I am. My jaw is open. Can you do it one more Can you do it one more time? We got a problem. <laughs> wow. Uh, Who could that have been? I don't know. Why? Are, are you looking around at your team like, you guys got a problem? It's just Any me and John. I, can, I promise you, it was neither one of us. Wow. Wow. I reckon it's Star Wars, dude. It was Jar Jar Binks coming down to say, we've got a problem. Now does, the, to us. does the code name you heard involve an animal? Yes. 
We know the same code name. We know the same code name. Both too scared to say. Hey, you could be really risky. You could be really out there and name this episode. Space Bears? Space Bears is what (gasps) I heard. Dropped a lot of curses in that one, the C word. Not a word I love saying, the F word. But, you know, it's a podcast. You can't get in trouble for that. It's a little sad that probably the thing I could get the most trouble for is revealing the secret goat name that was rumored about the upcoming Star Wars franchise. I really hope Lucasfilm doesn't sue me and doesn't mind that. And Hopefully they will put me in as a stormtrooper and lop my head off. That'll be my, my punishment. Who knows? Anyway, caller, thank you for calling. I hope you're okay and your sister's okay and your mom and your dad are okay. I want everybody to be okay. And I want to thank you so much for opening up and sharing. I want to thank the Reverend John Delore. I want to thank Greta Cohn. I want to thank Shell Shag for the intro music. Please support Shell Shag. If you want to know more about me, my performances, www.careersuicideshow.com is the big one right now, off-Broadway, produced by Judd Apatow. And if you're a fan of Beautiful Anonymous, I hope you're subscribed. And if you haven't left us a rating or a review on iTunes, please do so. It means a lot, and it helps a lot. All right. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Here's what you might hear next time. The oddest Christmas dinner I have ever, ever been a part of in my entire life was at the escort house with me, my ex or whatever she was, um, the Spanish girl, Spanish girl's mom, the guy that ran the company and his lawyer. That was our Christmas dinner. Oh, oh, oh that's a sad. Um, in this big that's, house. <laughs> that's a sad Christmas dinner. <laughs> Next time on Beautiful Anonymous. If you love podcasts, and you probably do if you're listening to this, you don't want to miss Now Hear This. You'll be able to see more than 30 great podcasts live on six stages. Check out some of the best shows in the podcast universe, including WTF with Mark Marin, Comedy Bang Bang, Dinner Party Download, Criminal. It all happens at Now Hear This, October 28th through the 30th in Anaheim, California. Just a hop, skip, and a jump from L.A. Don't miss it. Go to NowHearThisFest.com to buy your tickets now. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.